Grace. This woman is a disgrace. Hello, it's me, Chelsea Grace. So, okay. So, uh, like I've mentioned before, I'm fat at heart, right? Like, physically, I'm only a little bit chubby around the sides and have, like, an array of different sized chins. And my back contains more fat than a gravy boat, but in my opinion, that's, like, pretty average looking. My mind, however, is a very fat person. Like, uh, you know how they say some men think about sex, like, every seven seconds? Well, that's how often I think about food. Like, my day pretty much just consists of me thinking about what and where I'm going to eat next. And then sometimes I sleep and go to work, but mostly the food thing. Uh, Trying to explain my relationship with food is hard because, like, love is blind, right? It's like when I was dating a guy who ended up being gay, and my friends were like, Chelsea's gay. And I was like, what? No way. We're in love. And my friend's like, Chelsea, he brought a homemade quiche to a party once. And I'm like, quiche is delicious for people of all sexualities. And she's like, Chelsea, he has a Lady Gaga poster in his bedroom. And I'm like, come on. Uh, Lady Gaga is a brilliant artist. And straight guys can appreciate art, too. And then she's all like, Chelsea, he fucked this guy that I worked with. And I'm like... Yeah, but, like, that guy had long hair, so we probably thought it was a woman. And that's how delusional people can be when they're in a relationship. So, for all I know, my relationship with food could be similar to that. However, uh, sometimes when your friend gets into a relationship, you never see them again because they spend all their time with their new significant other. But I feel like me and food are really like that because I bring food around all my friends and family on top of spending quality alone time with food. And uh, nobody seems to mind unless it's a dish with beans in it. Then everyone knows I'm about to blast farts off like it's the 4th of July. But I don't discriminate when it comes to my love for food. I love all foods from all food groups. But I do have a particular food that I have an extra special relationship with. And uh, that food is hamburgers. When I was a little girl, my dad would take us to Wendy's every now and then for dinner. And I would always order the triple patty burger because it's the only thing that would fill me up. And my dad never understood it because I was a small child and he almost felt guilty for allowing me to eat this. But he knew that if I didn't get my triple that there would be hell to pay and a temper tantrum just around the corner. Uh, Same as when we'd go to McDonald's, dad would ask me which kind of Happy Meal I wanted. And I'd tell him, Dad, I want the Big Mac Happy Meal. And he would explain that Big Macs didn't come in Happy Meals because Big Macs were for adults. And I would just stare at him in utter confusion because I thought uh, the purpose of a Happy Meal was to eat a meal that made you happy, right? And I really wasn't going to be satisfied with anything other than a Big Mac. So luckily, 
in my case, I used to be cute, so my dad couldn't say no to me. So I would get my Big Mac meal, and dad would buy me the toy on the side. So I didn't feel left out just because I eat like a European premenstrual weightlifter at a midnight taco buffet. Um, my love for hamburgers just never faltered throughout the years. It's the longest relationship I've ever had, and it only continues to grow as I search the globe in order to find the best hamburger I've ever had, which you think would be a fun task, but it's mostly filled with broken dreams and disappointment. Like, there's so many burger joints out there that just solely rely on the insane things that they put on their burgers instead of working to perfect the actual meat part of the burger. Like so many times I've had friends tell me, oh my god, you have to go here and try the burgers. They are amazing. So I'll go there and I'll grab a burger, but the meat is just like super underwhelming. But everyone's all jacked up about this place because they put macaroni and cheese on their burgers or like a piece of lasagna or something. Like this whole insane toppings thing is starting to get way out of hand. It's sort of like like talk show giveaways. Like take Ellen, for example. When the Ellen show first came out, her giveaways were like dvds or books like maybe a tv here and there now it's like oh hey we heard your heart-wrenching story about having to wait in line at the bank for 22 minutes like that's so terrible here's fifty thousand dollars like burger toppings are just too intense like next thing you know i'll see a burger topped with macaroni onion rings sushi and like a roll of quarters or something just ridiculous like that However, as much as this new age burger trend is, in my mind, ruining the sanctity of burgers, I did, however, recently find the best burger I've ever had. Like, you know how they say when you find love, like, you find it when you stop looking? Well, I've never believed in something more wholeheartedly than when I stumbled upon this burger which was obviously sent to me by family members who have passed and are now watching me, like, from heaven. So it was my last day in Thailand, and my boyfriend and I took an overnight bus from the south back to Bangkok in order to catch our flight home, and this bus ride was, like, the worst thing to ever happen to me. It was 10 hours long, sitting in these just really shitty chairs, and the guy sitting across from me was Vin Diesel. Or at least if it wasn't Vin Diesel, it was like a robot replica of Vin Diesel. Definitely wasn't just a guy that looked like him because he resembled him like way too much to be someone else. So I'm going with the whole robot thing. But anyway, uh, this guy looked like he could just snap my neck with his fingers if he wanted to. Then behind me were two old Russian men just screaming the whole time about how uncomfortable they were. And to top it off, we were right next to the bathroom, which was without a doubt, in my mind, the worst smell I have ever smelt. And this is coming from me, the girl who has to live with her own gas problems. Like, I've smelled some pretty gag-worthy smells before, but this piss hut takes, like, the urinal cake, guys. 
It smelled like someone crop dusted a barley field with like liquidy shit and lit it on fire and then put out that fire with stale piss and then the field was reused for growing dead bodies. This is disgusting. So, um, yeah, we took this bus uh, back to Bangkok and ended up finding a mall with an English movie theater and they were playing Deadpool, which was hilarious. Um, but the movie wasn't starting for a couple hours, so we just walked around the mall looking for something to eat when I saw a burger joint, and it was called Teddy's Bigger Burgers, and I thought to myself, whoa, I love burgers, I love when they're bigger, and I'm sure if this goes well, I'll love whoever the hell Teddy is. So we went in, and the waitress didn't speak English, so I just pointed to a hamburger on the menu, and then when it came... I also came, like, I could tell just from looking at it that this, this burger sitting before me could be the one, and it was. The bun was fresh, toasted, and shined with butter. It was topped with avocados ripened to perfection and cheese that oozed down my throat. There was some kind of sauce on it that was probably made from the jizz of a thousand gods, and then there was the meat. Oh, my, oh, my God, the meat. The fucking meat. It was so fucking delicious. It was cooked just to my liking. Medium rare. And it was big. And it was juicy. And it was seasoned specifically to make me come so hard it melts the zipper on my pants. Like, that was one of the happiest moments of my entire life. But unfortunately, both our phones were dead. And we couldn't take a picture of the most important thing to ever happen to me. So now I can't frame it and hang it above my bed and masturbate to it every morning like I always planned to when I found the burger of my dreams. But uh, I kid you not, um, when we left, I actually cried. Like, I cried actual tears. They were they were tears of joy because I was so blessed to have had that experience. But also tears of sadness because I don't plan on being back in Thailand anytime soon. And therefore, there's a good chance I'll never have that burger again. Which I guess could be a good thing because, again, comparing food to relationships, one night stands usually end up being like the hottest and most memorable experiences. Whereas in a relationship, when you go to have sex, you're like, oh, you again? And you tend to appreciate it less. So maybe this burger was meant to be like a vacation fling for me and I'll never forget it. But I just have to move on with my life and just eat okay burgers that satisfy me for a little bit, but never truly fill the void in my heart. Or who knows, maybe when I least expect it, I'll, I'll find a different burger closer to home that I love even more. But uh, until that day comes, I will forever remember Teddy's bigger burgers and the extreme joy and sexual pleasure that it, it brought to my life. It'll actually be sort of hard to forget, and uh, and here's why. When I was in Thailand, my boyfriend and I decided we wanted to get bamboo tattoos because we were curious of uh, what they felt like, and everyone we met on our journey planned to get like a tribal-looking tattoo of something like a phoenix or a dream catcher or like uh, some sort of representation of their spiritual journey. So 
I like hemmed and hawed over what would be the perfect tattoo for me to get. And seeing as I've already been on my spiritual journey years ago and found out that I'm I'm an okay person who's lazy and kind of a bitch, I, I had no more uh, soul searching left to do. So I thought long and hard about what was most important to me at this stage in my life. And I literally could not think of anything else besides hamburgers so uh that that was that i got a uh, bamboo tattoo of a tribal looking cheeseburger on my arm in thailand which was uh it was a pretty fun experience especially since the tattoo artist spoke no english and he just kept saying like burger the whole time and and laughing hysterically it actually ended up being a uh, quite a detailed looking burger and i i hold it close to my heart um so moving on from that I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, social norms when it comes to food etiquette. Um, one of the big ones being uh, the fact that nobody wants to be the guy to take the last of something. So why is this? Like, has nobody ever shared like a pizza with an asshole? Because I'm an asshole and I totally don't mind taking the last slice. And nobody ever talks about it, which makes everything just even more awkward. Like... There'll be a pizza at a party and then it comes down to the last piece and it just fucking sits there for the rest of the night because people feel like upholding their reputation as a decent human being rests solely on not taking this last slice of pizza, even though every single person at that fucking party wants nothing more than to eat it. And everybody knows that everybody else is thinking about it. But nobody says anything because it's too taboo to talk about. And everyone tries to go about like a normal night of conversation and games or whatever. But in the back of everyone's mind is that last slice of pizza. And throughout the night, every like 42 seconds or so, everyone is looking over to see if it's still there. Which it is every time. Like sure, uh, someone could just like eat it instead of going to waste but then like do you think they'll be invited to the next party of course not because now everyone knows that this guy is a selfish prick and if he took the last slice of pizza without offering it to anybody else then like what else is he gonna take my silverware my jewelry like my daughter's virginity maybe or probably because he's a fucking monster then uh, the end of the night comes and the host is cleaning up and holds the pizza up like, oh, does any, anybody want the last slice? And the room is just quiet. It's like at a wedding when the priest asks if like he thinks any or if there's anyone who thinks they shouldn't be married. And everyone is just like staring around at everyone else. And you know you want the slice, but you know that everyone else also wants the slice, but nobody makes a sound. Nobody even says, like, no thanks or, oh, I'm full. It's just, like, silence. And then the host says, like, no, nobody, nobody wants it. All right. And then everybody sees him throw it in the garbage, and you can barely watch it because it breaks your heart. You're still so hungry, and that pizza was so good, but it's just not worth the repercussions, right? This happens to me at work a lot. Um, when we're allowed to sample new food products, like we cut them up and we leave them on the back desk for everyone to try. And then when it comes down to the last piece, I just put everyone out of their misery and I'm like, 
hey, I'm eating this last piece because I'm an asshole. And then I eat it and I feel happy because it's delicious. And everyone else feels happy because they didn't have to battle with their like conscious of whether or not to eat it. And then everybody wins, right? And so um, aside uh, from that dilemma... Another social uh, confrontation when it comes to food is when you're eating with somebody and they got food on their face. Like, what do you do, right? What is the appropriate course of action here? Like, if I'm the one with the food on my face and someone points it out to me, I'm usually grateful for them having the, the confidence and the bravery to tread through some awkwardness by telling me in order to save me from, like, later humiliation. Uh, however, most of the time, I am completely aware of the food on my face, but I'm just not done eating yet. So, like, what's the point of stopping to like stopping eating and wiping my face off just if the next bite of my messy sandwich is just going to make my face look like a Jason Pollock painting again? Like, that's just a waste of time and energy and napkins. So when someone tells me I have something on my face, even if I'm like aware of it or not, I usually just respond with like, yeah, I know, like I'm not done with it yet. That way I look like less of an idiot. However, when it comes to having to be the one to tell someone they have something on their face, that's when things get a little complicated because not everybody handles it with such poise and grace like I do. So if it's a a one-on-one eating date and someone has food on their face, you are solely responsible for making the decision of whether or not to tell them. So like as soon as you notice it, it's, it's all you can think about. Like you try to listen to their story about the sale they found on like boneless, skinless chicken breasts. And even though it's very intriguing, the only thing you can concentrate on is whatever's on their face. Like the only information you're absorbing is the exact coordinates of this piece of food on their face. Like its components, whether it's migrating or dormant and like does it pose a threat of being seen by other people. Then when you finally decide that it's in everyone's best interest to tell them about uh, their face intruder, then you have to think about like the right way and time to approach it. And you don't want to interrupt their story, but you also don't want to tell them directly after they're finished telling it because then it seems like that's all you were thinking about the entire time they were talking. So you just have to wait. So there's a silence, but then you have to act surprised. Like you just saw it because then it's like, well, like how long has it been there? Why didn't you tell me sooner? So you have to be kind of like, um, oh, 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 I, I think, I think you, yep. You have just like a little bit of ketchup on your on your right lip there. And then you point to your own face where the ketchup is on their face. But then they wipe the wrong side of their mouth. And then you have to awkwardly be like, oh, sorry, no, just, just on the other side there. And then it turns into like a whole big ordeal. But uh, then there's the situation when there's uh, three or more people eating. And one person has something on their face. Then the other two people are wondering if the other person can see it. And they're both thinking, like, of course she can see it. Like, it's pretty obvious. Do I say something or do I wait till she says something? Like, how long is the appropriate amount of time to wait and see if she says something before I should say something? Like, how do I even go about saying something? If it came to that, do I flat out say it in front of everyone? Or do I discreetly, like, get her attention and try to communicate it through, like, hand gestures? Or do I maybe text her? Like, there's just... 
there's too much to think about. Like when I'm in this situation, I I try to make a joke about it by saying something like, "Hey, you gross pig! You have shit all over your face. Like, were you raised by a hippopotamus or like something to that effect?" And it, it never seems to to backfire. Um, here's another one for you. Uh, a food etiquette rule that says um, that when sitting at a table in a restaurant, nobody should start eating until everybody at their table has their food. So uh, this is one I have uh, quite an intense struggle with. Uh, as soon as I order my food, I don't converse with anyone at the table. I don't want to know how your day was. I, I don't give a fuck about anything except for when is my food coming. So I just stare at the kitchen door and I listen intently for the little like ding that that lets the waitress know when the food is ready so I get anxious after about like five minutes of waiting and I start sweating and fidgeting and somehow I develop like a temporary case of restless leg syndrome then when I see the waitress coming I grab a fork and I start eating it from her tray even before she sets it in front of me so yeah waiting for everybody to have their food is like more than a little bit difficult for me so I usually only suffer through waiting when I'm out dinner with like parents or at a wedding or feel like seeing how much torture I can withstand or whatever but uh, when I was at my cousin's wedding they set a nice big plate of filet mignon in front of me and I, I literally started drooling like a little bit of saliva actually fell out of my mouth and onto the crotch of my dress. And my uncle was like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, why aren't you eating? And I said I was trying to be polite by waiting. And he's like, fuck that. Eat your fucking dinner. And I've never felt more close to him than I did at that that one moment. And also, uh, what's the deal with this whole, like, no elbows on the table thing? Like, most of the things I eat require using two hands, like, for example, hamburgers, like chicken wings, sandwiches, ribs, gyros, falafels, shawarmas, corn on the cob, hot dogs, burritos, tacos, pitos, and, like, sometimes steak. And if I require, like, two hands to eat, then I need somewhere to rest my elbows because I have no arm strength, like, whatsoever. So all that heavy lifting, like, towards my mouth puts a lot of strain on me, therefore... I have to put my elbows on the table in order to relieve some of this weight. Like, it's not rude. It's just for my safety. So, really, when parents tell their kids not to put their elbows on the table, then really, they're just being really cruel and irresponsible people. And same goes with the whole no chewing with your mouth open thing. Like, what about kids who have post-nasal drip or asthma or some other nerd disease that doesn't allow kids to breathe through their noses? Like, how do they eat that? Like, take a deep breath before they put something in their mouth? That's also cruel and irresponsible. So what if your asthmatic child, like, bit off more than he could chew? He can't open his mouth until he's swallowed? Like, he'll pass out from oxygen, like, deprivation. So how rude. Like, someone should call children's aid. And what about um, food etiquette on a date? Like, I know in past podcasts I've talked a little bit about um, when I'm on dates, I try to pick something easy to eat so I don't look like a horse being fucked while eating it. But what about when it comes to, like, the prices? Now, I haven't been on a first date in, like, a long time, but I'm assuming the man still pays unless otherwise stated beforehand. 
I mean, like, the girl still has to do the pretend, like, here, let me get it. So she doesn't look like a fat, raging bitch. But in the end, I'm guessing the man pays. So so what's the rule with that? Do we wait and see what he orders and make sure we order something the same price or cheaper? Like, what if we want something more expensive? Do we have to pay the difference or, like, just give him a hand job on the ride home? Or does it work like an engagement ring? Like, they say a man should spend, like, what, three months' salary on an engagement ring? So maybe a first date dinner would be, like, a day's salary. And I can only pick items that fall, like, within that budget. I don't know. Like, I usually recommend we go to McDonald's for a first date because that way he knows I'm not high maintenance. Everything is cheap, so I don't feel bad. And if things go well, we can have sex in the play place. And uh, another form of etiquette is um, uh, a little more on the older, more traditional side, is that when a woman stood up to leave a table, all the men like had to stand up as well. And I think that this is stupid. Like I never leave a table when there's food at it unless something is like really, really wrong. Like I'm about to have explosive diarrhea or my period just started or something. And usually women like to keep situations like this as like nonchalant as possible. So having men cause a ruckus when I'm trying to sneak away from a table is just plain annoying. However, I think it would be hilarious to be like at a group dinner and I start giving the guy across from me like a foot job and then I stand up to go to the bathroom and he also has to stand up because, you know, it would be rude not to. And then everyone sees that he has a huge boner for me pleasuring him with my feet. But other than that, I see no reason for a man to stand up when I leave a table unless we are both going to the bathroom to have sex in the stall, which I've done before because I ordered something expensive. So there you have it. That is my uh, take on some food etiquette procedures, and uh, they apply everywhere except my own house, where my family's eating dinner. Whoever farts uh, last has to do um, the dishes, and then the dog has their own spot at the table. But this is how I was raised, so it's not really my fault that I'm like a gorilla, swine, Bigfoot-type human being. But hey, I'm here to make you feel better about yourself. One Chelsea Grace Palm at a time. Bye.